0: Hidden headlines. The God news that nobody else is covering. It's your weekly update. I'm Brian Sussman. Thanks for joining me. Commercial free. We're going to talk about Donald Trump in the White House and then get to Clayton Kershaw on the mound. Let's start with this Trump story. This is a huge story. It's not getting any attention whatsoever. And I think part of it has to do with the fact that we've had the bomb scare and then also the caravan in Mexico. But I don't know where Donald Trump is in his faith walk. I really don't. Uh, I'm really not sure, but I can tell you this. He has surrounded himself with authentic Christians in that cabinet. These are walk-the-talk people. He's surrounded himself with these people. So with that in mind, we shouldn't be surprised that he's going where no president has ever gone before. So Donald Trump is continuing to dismantle Obama-era policies— that promote transgender rights. This time, are you ready for this? By defining gender as a biological condition determined at birth. In other words, a human is either born a man or a woman. So here's James Dobson's Family Institute. Uh, Jenna Ellis, she's the Director of Public Policy for James Dobson, formerly the, uh, well, he's the founder of Focus on the Family. And a real target by the left, I might add. For the Trump administration to stand firm to say that sex-based determination really is only gender-based, biologic, biologically male and female, is not only consistent with science, but it's consistent with the traditional definition that we've had as a country and understood as a country throughout our history. So one man applauding Trump's, the Trump administration move is a guy named Walt Hare. Walt is a former transgender person. I'm reading this in the Daily Signal. And uh, as a former transgender, he has experienced sex change regret firsthand. He said, quote, the surgery fixed nothing. It only masked and exacerbated deeper psychological problems. So he applauds this move to define transgender out of existence. This is a big deal. Now, President Donald Trump's administration is considering defining gender as static and unchangeable. This is something they want to get done by the end of this year. The Department of Health and Human Services is seeking to create a legal definition of sex under Title IX. That's the federal civil rights law that deals with education. So HHS, Health and Human Services, will define gender as determined on a biological basis that is clear, grounded in science, objective, and administratable. That means the definition would define gender as either male or female, according to the person's genitalia at birth. You know, if I may just for a moment, and this is what I can't do on the radio, but I can do on this podcast, and that's why I really appreciate you supporting me in this effort. I'm just turning to the book of Genesis, first book in the Bible. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, in our likeness, in our likeness. So that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and all over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God. He created them. Here you go. Here's the kicker. Male and female, he created them. This is nothing to be ashamed of. This is, this is exciting. This is awesome. You know, as as believers in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our starting point for understanding human sexuality is right there in Scripture. Right there. I mean, we know from the creation account in Genesis 1 that God creates by calling forth through His spoken word. I just read that to you. Of course, I didn't read all of the creation story to you, but if we were to go through that, we would hear about the separations. The separations including heaven and earth, light and day, day and night morning and evening, clouds and seas, water and dry land. And by the way, profoundly, the Hebrew concept, and this is what I love, of course, with my Jewish background, the Hebrew concept of separation is rooted in a word called uh, the word kadosh, which is often in English rendered as holy. But the word kadosh, it's a beautiful word. It actually carries a sense of being set apart, set apart or separated unto the Lord. Thus, in these series of separations, we see a consecrated and holy ordering, which at the essence of it all, reflects a setting apart unto the Creator, the God of the universe, of of, of humans. So not only are we a unique entity unto itself as mankind, humankind, if you will, but there's man and woman, man and woman. Humans are first created separate from the animals, and then into two sexes, male and female wholly complementary, and yet each sex uniquely and mysteriously bearing God's image. We bear the likeness of God as male and female, and it's in this way as men and women that we as humanity are called to make visible the invisible creator on this planet. That's what we do. That's what we do. We love God. We make him known. So awesome news from the Trump administration. Well, tis the season. It's, um, yeah, Halloween, my favorite holiday, not. <laughs> it was always a challenge when we were raising our four kids. Uh, the way we got through this challenge initially was to always go to harvest festivals that were put on by various uh, congregations we were a part of, which really just celebrated the autumn season as opposed to witches and goblins and, and ghouls. Later, as the kids got older, they would do their own trick-or-treating, uh, usually dressed as clowns or football players or athletes or princesses or something like that. I, you know, just silly, innocent things, right? And they would do it with the goal in mind of getting lots of candy. But l- listen to this. this. This is also the season for craziness coming out. And I know a lot about this because I did a... I did, a, I did a documentary on this years ago called America's Best Kept Secret. It's no longer in publication. It was a VHS back in the, I mean, way back in the day, the 80s. But here we have two middle school students from Florida, admitted Satan worshipers, middle school students, arrested this week after they concocted a plot to kill students using pizza cutters, knives. The girls were 11 and 12 years old. Obviously, we don't know their names because they're minors. They wanted to kill at least 15 people. This is in Bartow, uh, Florida. The two were waiting in the bathroom for an opportunity to find smaller kids that they would overpower to be their victims. The girls admitted they were Satan worshipers and they wanted to drink the blood and eat the flesh of those they killed. Thank God they were stopped in time. Please, please, somebody get to these kids. They need help. They need help story about living together in the news. This is from the Christian Broadcast Network. It's a new study in the Journal of Marriage and Family. Couples who choose to live together before they're married are at a greater risk of getting a divorce, according to the new study. Now, does this surprise anybody? They call it the premarital cohabitation effect, which has been studied by social scientists for several years appears to be a real fact in terms that two people who lived together before getting married are more likely to struggle during marriage. So the authors of this study conclude that the struggles of these couples means an increased risk of divorce. They contend that past researchers who have argued that the cohabitation effect disappeared were biased, were looking at short-term rather long-term effects. All that said... Past researchers have argued that those who go straight into marriage without living together have a larger immediate shock to negotiate after marriage and thus have a short-term increased greater risk of breaking up as opposed to those already living together. Okay, let me just say this. There There is a shock for those who never cohabitate prior to marriage. I'm raising my hand. Hello, my wife and I. We kept it clean before our marriage. We did not live together before our marriage. I know that seems like out of place and old-fashioned. But I'll never forget this. Here, here's the kind of surprises I was in for, right? It's like our first night in our new apartment after our honeymoon. So it's time to go to bed. We got work the next morning. Time to go to bed. I'm in television. She's a teacher. She was actually in grad school. I'm in television. She's got grad school the next day. Okay, lights out. Click. Click, they go back on again. What are you doing? My wife got up from bed and said, I've got to close these closet doors. And I'm like, what? You've got to close the closet doors? Little did I know that this was something that she did every night. The the whole house had to be in perfect order before she went to bed. It's like that to this day. And guess what? I love it. I love it. Okay, so those are the little shocks you're in for. But the bottom line is uh, that here's what, here's, let me just, let me jump to some more Some more preaching, if you will. Um, In spite of those, I'm reading this from uh, a Christian, uh, today's Christian Woman article, Why Living Together Isn't a Test Run for Marriage, written by Julie Slattery. In spite of those who say cohabitation is a wise test drive, the research indicates that living together before marriage may actually increase your risk for divorce in the future. Many experts believe that the squishy approach towards commitment represented by cohabitation sets a couple for bailing on marriage when things get difficult. Research also indicates that couples who cohabitate before marriage have a 50% higher divorce rate than those who don't. Okay, I know it's old-fashioned, but you know what? It works. Okay, here's one that's going to require prayer. These guys are really stepping out. It's a group of X L G B T Q. lgbtq Well, there's the dog in the background. A group of X, L, B, L, G, B, T, Q. We now have five letters. L, G, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer people are getting ready to take to the streets of Los Angeles to declare the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. Okay, so these are X. These are people who found the Lord and they have been um, straightened out, if you will, The march takes place on November 4th. It's going to feature worship, praise, testimonials from people who call themselves former homosexuals, former bisexuals, and transgenders. Each person comes from different parts of the country, but all of them will have the same message. There is freedom from sexual confusion and sin through Jesus. Wow. Okay, God bless them. And I just hope it all keeps going well for them, and they are protected in this heightened environment in which we have all sorts of crazy stuff going down. Uh, They need protection. Here's a guy who needs protection. It's uh, Republican Attorney General Curtis Hill in Indiana. The battle's on. Indiana's pro-abortion advocates are calling on Curtis Hill to back off from a state abortion law that would place limits on abortions in certain circumstances. So calls for Hill to end his defense of the state's abortion law come in reaction to his request on Monday for the U.S. Supreme Court to reverse a block on a 2016 law passed by then-Governor Mike Pence, now the vice president. So this law that they're trying to reverse requires abortion clinics and facilities that provide abortions to bury or cremate aborted babies rather than dispose of them as medical waste. So the law requires abortion clinics and facilities that provide abortions to bury or cremate the aborted babies. The pro-aborts just want to dispose of them as medical waste. Listen, the pro-aborts, they're okay with abortion right up to the very last day of pregnancy. They're okay with that. Um, many of you have personal experience in this area. My personal experience was this young boy. My mother gave birth to twins who only lived a couple of days. Uh, those twins are my sisters. I will see those twins in heaven. Uh, those twins were properly buried. They weren't medical waste. I guess, according to the pro-aborts, if they'd been... Oh, if it had only been two days earlier, they would have been medical waste, and therefore could have even been aborted. This is this is just this this kind of thinking just spins my head off, and I'm sure it does yours as well. Need to be praying in Indiana for um, the Attorney General Curtis Hill. Love this story, Pastor Brunson. This is the guy who had the dramatic release from Turkey last weekend, thanks to the uh, the. Donald Trump administration so he believes his prison ordeal was part of a much bigger plan that God has for Turkey in the Middle East let us hope for and I, and I believe it I believe that not only does he have such a plan but that plan is it's it's working out before our very eyes so he was on Jay Sekulow's show secular live and he said we are so grateful for the peop- to the people who prayed for us this is the North Carolina pastor who was in Turkey for the last twenty years. He was imprisoned. They said he was a spy. No, he was he was an evangelist. That's what he came there for. That's what he went to Turkey for. Um, I also love the part of the story where he prayed with Donald Trump. That was just so cool. And I love it. I love it when Trump said, "If anybody needs prayer, it's me." Again, I don't know where Trump is in his in his faith walk, but I know he surrounded himself with great people, as I mentioned at the top of this show. And uh, I'm I'm praying for him and his absolute salvation maybe it's already occurred i don't know i don't know but i'm praying i'm praying anyway uh pastor brunson said to uh trump you really fought hard for us and then after he asked if donald trump would like prayer he prayed father god i ask that you pour out your holy spirit on president trump that you give him supernatural wisdom to accomplish all the plans you have for this country. I ask that you give him wisdom to lead this country into righteousness. I ask that you give him perseverance and endurance and courage to stand for the truth. I ask that you protect him from the slander of his enemies and those who would undermine. Beautiful prayer. Beautiful prayer. All right. I, uh, you know, live in Northern California. Therefore, I am a Giants fan. If you're a Giants fan, there's one rule here. Uh, you cannot be a Dodgers fan. I know, I know, I know. I was born in East Los Angeles. I know that I wore the Dodger blue as a kid. Uh, but now I live up here and I've lived most of my years up here. So that said, <laughs> I can't root for the Dodgers. Although I like Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers pitcher. Uh, so it's uh, the Dodgers and the Red Sox, the World Series, Clayton Kershaw, I mean, he's truly one of Major League's great baseball players. No question about that. One of the best pitchers in baseball. 11 years now with the Dodgers. (laughs) But this guy, he wears his faith on his shirt sleeve. And I just, I love it when these athletes do that. I mean, they're just authentic. And it's not that they talk a good game, but they walk a good game as well. So here's what he says, he says, uh, I think getting to play baseball and the blessing that it is to go play every day is a platform to incorporate yourself with a lot of other different people that think baseball's cool. If you tell people you're a follower of Christ, that you're a Christian, it can resonate with people a little more just because of the platform you have. Well, good for him. He also says his devotion to God is like this. He's all-powerful. He brings joy to my life. He brings pain and sorrow to my life, all for a purpose. Instead of trying to figure all that out on my own, on my timing, he's teaching me that I'm on his timing. Wow. Great story. Great way to end this particular edition of Hidden Headlines. I really appreciate your listeners. Please, uh, your listenership, please make sure you tell someone about this broadcast. You can find it at bryansussman.com under podcast Hidden Headlines. It's published every Thursday, so you can review it throughout the course of the weekend. Share this. Please share this. I want to make sure we get more and more listeners because this is, these are the news and views that you will not hear anywhere else. And that's why I like to say this is the God news that they won't cover. It's the weekly update. Thank you so much for all your support, my good friends. Brian Sussman, signing off.